Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolts with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Welcome to Wednesday. I say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whatever time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining me here each and every single Wednesday where we come together and talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That is FlyWithJT.com, where you can download a complimentary copy of my award-winning book, Flight Plan to Success, at least for now, maybe going away very soon. But most importantly, when you go to FlyWithJT.com, you can stay connected to everything we're doing in the high-altitude community. So many cool things coming down the road, especially as we close out the month of March. Here is the final month, or I should say the final podcast for the month of March. Staring down the business end of April, which means the first quarter of the year is already complete. Hard to believe that it's vaporized as fast as it has. Hopefully for you, you are making the moves and the progress that you want to make in your business, your career, and your life. You're elevating your game each and every single day because that's what it's about. It's about being better every day. And that's exactly what we talk about over over at flywithjt.com. So get yourself over there. Stay connected to the high-altitude community. Speaking of facing down a whole new month and a whole new quarter. I want to talk a little bit about what it takes to take on daunting tasks. Because as high performers, we all face those things that seem at times like these huge projects. They, they have that sense of overwhelm about them. Seemingly insurmountable odds that we have to overcome in order to get the, the, the success, the victory that we're working toward. What's interesting about this is we've talked about overwhelm in the past. And, you know, overwhelm is is the byproduct of our sort of emotional connection or at least our perception of the situation. It's a little bit like that whole David and Goliath, that staring down a behemoth and having that sense of what am I going to do next? How am I going to take this thing down? And high performers understand this because they're constantly pushing themselves on a daily basis. It's not about maintaining the status quo. It's not about staying safe. It's about putting yourself out there in that mortal combat between mediocrity and excellence. And if you are somebody who has committed yourself to excellence, you know how important this is. You know how the continual process on a daily basis of waking up every single day arming up for battle, getting ready for that, for that bare-knuckle fist fight with mediocrity. When we take on daunting tasks, sometimes it's a big project that we have at work or in our business. You know, sometimes it's one of those health-related issues that we're challenged with. Sometimes it's a relationship thing. We know we've got to take something on, confront something that perhaps we've turned a blind eye to. But at the very least, whether it's a financial whether it's a physical, whether it's a relational, whether it's a personal challenge that we're working on, 
most important thing is we have to find that courage inside ourselves. We have to steal our resolve in order to step up to it. And it's not about motivation. It's just not. This is, this is far beyond that. This is the kind of thing that you, you know deep down inside when you have that internal gut check. When you realize, hey, this is something that has to be done, and if it is to be, it is up to me. And when we take on that level of responsibility, when we recognize that responsibility and seize the mantle of that responsibility, we as leaders know it's on us. Life never hands you more than you can handle. I remember hearing that as a young kid. And I remember thinking, man, that's so true. I don't remember who told me that. I don't remember the first person to ever share that wisdom with me. But I do remember feeling that that was, I, I found some comfort or some, at least some solace in that, knowing that no matter how bad it gets, I'm capable of handling this. Now think about this for a moment. When somebody tells you that life never hands you more than you're capable of handling, you have to understand that that is speaking directly to your capability speaks directly to your ability to weather the storm, to have the creative abilities to come up with solutions. Sometimes we have to dig deep into that creativity. Sometimes we have to dig deep into that resolve. But at the end of the day, it really is about our capability. It's about our confidence in ourselves. It's about the, the, the sense that we are enough to handle whatever life throws at us. Sometimes it's a test. Sometimes it's recovery from a setback. Sometimes we set ourselves up for it. We tie our own shoelaces together and fall flat on our face. The question is, how quickly can you get up? How much do you have in the tank to be able to say, wow, you know, I blew it, and now it's my chance to get back up and learn from this? What I find interesting is we have to find that place within us. It's like our inner citadel, that fortress that we build, where we believe in ourselves, we know that we have the abilities to, to bounce back and recognize that it's, there's always a price to be paid for the admission into that next level. It's not going to just be free. We can't just walk in and, and elevate our game. We can't just say, okay, you know, to, to move past this, you know, to, to break into that next level, whether we're moving up the corporate ladder, moving up our career ladder, building our business, expanding to that next level, trying to boost our income, boost our, our market share. Anytime we're moving to a new level of excellence, improving like we've been talking about, there is a price to be paid. There's a price of admission to get into that next echelon. So let's explore that. Let's talk about taking on these daunting tasks. Let's talk about what, it's really, what is really truly required in order to move past where we are now to go to that next level, to elevate our game and, and face it down for what it is. Most important way to start off is to, is to take a step back. Very often, we can look at something and think, man, this is just, this is too much. But if we step back and see the bigger picture... All of a sudden, we can take in the full, the full landscape, and it's, it becomes less overwhelming in the sense that now we're starting to understand what the project is. So you may say, hey, we've got a deadline that's coming up in six weeks, and that may create stress. That may create anxiety. But let's step back and look at what's really involved over the next six weeks. How much of what has to happen over these next six weeks are things that are within our control? How much of this can we handle ourselves? How much do we have to rely on other people? True leadership knows, a strong leader knows that we have to lean on other people. 
it's not a solo sport to succeed. Going John Wayne and being a solo artist is is very limiting at best. So we have to have that ability to ask for help. We have to have that ability to be able to recruit the right kind of people into our mission to help us get there, to help us accomplish it. When we assess what's truly happening, not what we think is happening, when we see the world for what it is and not how we want to see it, that's when we begin to get that objective look at it. Some things you've got to ask yourself is, how has the plan changed? So, for instance, if you look at something, you've got a looming deadline, or perhaps you've got knocked off the horse, something daunting that you're working against, you've got to ask the question, how has the plan changed? Has the plan changed at all? You know, maybe we haven't even launched the plan. Maybe we've been waiting so much time or pl- spending too much time planning that we haven't instituted the plan. You see this a lot with teams in businesses and organizations. They spend a lot of time dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. They don't want to make any mistakes coming out of the gate. But the simple reality is, is that the plan itself typically falls apart in the first few seconds of interfacing with the enemy. <laughs> in this case, the enemy being the, the, the task itself, that daunting task. So how has the plan changed? What course corrections are necessary in order to get ourselves back on track? I remember many years ago, my wife and I experienced a a collapse in our business, and it led to some serious financial pain. And it would be very easy in that moment to feel a sense of guilt or a sense of shame or a sense of all these things, but what we had to do is step back and look at the things objectively. And I think when we strip away any judgment, that allows us to take control of that situation. So that next step is to really strip the judgment. Once you step back and you look at what the actual thing is, you have to pull the judgment away from it because it's, very, it's, it's easy to go, wow, this is a bad situation, or this is a big challenge, or this is overwhelming, or this is unfair. But a more stoic approach to it, the, the approach that all leaders have to take is to look for it as it is, to look at it for what it is. There's an old saying, it used to drive me nuts. People say, well, it is what it is. And I guess the reason why it drove me nuts was typically felt that it was coming from a place of, of you know, just sort of giving up. A person had resigned themselves to, uh, you know, either failure or surrender, whatever it was. Well, it is what it is. Nothing we could do about it. But if you think about the nature of that statement, it is what it is. All of a sudden now it's a very objective way of looking at something as opposed to looking at the task or the situation as the way we wish it would be. Man, I wish that, you know, that client didn't cancel on us. I wish that that contract had come through. I wish we could have closed the sale. Instead of playing from that position, we play from a position of, well, we didn't. And now what? What do we do next? What's our next course of action? I remember listening to a recent podcast by Jocko Willink. Jocko's a pretty amazing guy, former Navy SEAL, retired Navy SEAL. And um, he, and his, he and his business partner, Leif Babin, wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. It's a book I highly recommend all leaders read. But what's interesting is he talks about, he's got an attitude that when something, quote, bad happens... When the crap hits the fan, when things don't go the way you want, his response is good. <laughs> Whereas most people are in a state of panic or in a state of, of anxiety, he's in a state of good. And his answer to that, his attitude about it is, well, hey, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to, to reassess. It's an opportunity to, to, to improve. 
It's an opportunity to get better. So when we strip away the judgment after we've stepped back and taken a look at the whole picture, gotten the the big picture, gotten the whole picture, and taken in as much of that information as we can, we strip away the judgment, take away the emotion, strip strip the judgment away from the situation, and also strip the judgment away from ourselves. That's when we begin to make forward progress. It's very easy to judge the situation as bad or overwhelming or unfair. It's very easy to judge ourselves. How did I let this happen? How could I be so foolish? How could I be so stupid? How could I have fill in the blank? But we have to believe that we can handle this. Again, it goes back to what I said. Anything life comes and throws at you, you're capable of handling. But you have to have that sense of belief of yourself, that center of gravity in your soul that says, I can handle this. I got this. It's important, though, to kind of step back and breathe. One of the most important leadership experiences that I've ever had is the ability to step back in a tough situation and just count my breath. You've heard me talk about this many times. If you followed the High Altitude Mentorship Show, I talk about box breathing. Again, the old Navy SEAL training thing. Mark Devine, the founder of Seal Fit, is the first person I ever heard talk about this. Box breathing is where you inhale for four seconds, you hold that for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, and you hold the, the empty breath for four seconds. So you'd inhale and hold it. In the, the inhale itself is a four-second long inhale. And then you're holding that for four seconds. And at the end of that four seconds, you exhale. For four seconds, and then you don't re you know you don't breathe you don't inhale again for another four seconds, and what that does is cause you to number one mentally focus on breathing because you're counting, you're paying close attention to the inhale, the exhale, and and the and the hold on both sides. Number two is it causes you to actually slow your breathing down, and when you do that, you take a deeper breath, you exhale fully, and you start to actually take in more oxygen. Your body starts to relax. It starts to open up your mind. You start to think more clearly. And it's so important to do that when we start to get ourselves into an emotional state that doesn't serve us. If we can set our emotions aside and look at things objectively, now we have a chance to win. But it's when we're overrun by our emotions, especially the negative emotions or the judgmental emotions, the ones that don't serve us, that's when we get ourselves in trouble. If you're facing a daunting task, a tough time, a challenging situation, the worst thing in the world you can do is to get yourself worked up emotionally. We're emotional creatures. It doesn't matter. You could be passionate all you want. You could be somebody who's driven by whatever. But to allow those emotions to get away with you is hamstringing you. It's tying one hand behind your back. At the very least, maybe both hands behind your back. In fact, it might be like being hogtied and thrown into the ocean. So... It's important to be able to look at things objectively, step back, strip away the judgment, breathe deep. Now, the next part is to smash it to pieces. What I mean by that is this. We have to see it as a campaign, not as a one-and-done deal. There's an old saying, hey, win the battle or lose the battle and win the war, right? Well, I'm not necessarily saying you have to lose the battle, but if you lose the battle, it's not the end of the war. A lot of times people will approach something challenging and they say, it's all or nothing. I either fix this or we're through. 
But that's not the mindset that you have to take. If you're leading teams right now, if you're leading a team and you've got that kind of mentality or that culture running through your organization, it can be very, very detrimental to your performance. To think, hey, we have to win everything. Everything is, is it's a, you know, an all-in, we either win or we lose type of behavior or belief system. But if we look at it as a campaign, we smash the big project into smaller pieces, then it's about it's about doing what we ha- with it, what's within our control to to win. If we break it into smaller battles or smaller projects, then it gives us an opportunity to win one at a time. And if you put enough wins together, then you will win the battle. You're not going to win everything. So looking at that and not seeing it as a failure, but rather seeing it as a piece of the process, allows you as the leader to stay in control, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. And the whole idea here is that instead of looking at something and saying it as an insurmountable task, when we break it into smaller pieces, we can say, hey, I can take this on. You know, if you're trying to lose 30 pounds, you don't want to see it as a 30-pound, you know, battle. You want to see it as a campaign. It's going to take me 30, you know, it's going to take me six months to get this done. All I need to do right now is focus on losing my first couple of pounds and keeping those off. All I really, really need to do in order for that to happen is to establish some consistency in going to the gym. And once I've established that consistency of working out, my body's naturally going to start to repulse some of those foods that have gotten me into this heavyweight position in the first place. Same thing goes with relationships. Same thing goes with finances. Same thing goes with any measure of success that you want to achieve. Is you start breaking things down into smaller pieces and start to see how they feed one another. And when you see the relationship between thoughts and words and behaviors and actions, then you start to see where the results actually come from, the genesis of those results. But it takes having to smash it into small pieces because then we can start to see it as very small, small little battles that we fight to win the big campaign. Most important thing is to focus on what's within our control. It's very easy to look at the big daunting task and think, wow, you know, I'm going to try to overcome this situation. But there's certain things that are outside of our control, and instead of worrying about what other people are thinking or worrying about the person that let us down or worrying about what didn't work out, now it's time for us to focus on what we can control. We can't control the past. There's nothing we can do about it. We can't even control the future, really. All we have is right now. And when we focus on right now, that's when we begin to stay in control. That's when we really have the power. And that comes down to the the final point is what can you do now? What are the steps you can take in this moment right now to take on the Goliath? What's the rock, the stone that is closest to your foot that you can reach down, pick up, put into your sling, and swing with the best accuracy and the most power you know to muster right now? Don't worry about how many rocks it's going to take to take Goliath. Don't worry about how many times you've got to hit the Goliath in the, in the face or in the throat or in the chest or whatever. Only worry about the one stone that's closest to your foot, the one that you can reach down and pick up right now and putting it in that sling and propelling that sling at a speed and with accuracy. That's all you have to focus on right now. The key to taking down daunting tasks, my friend, is not to take it down in one shot. It's not to have just tunnel vision that says, this is the only thing that matters right now. We have to be able to step back and look at the bigger picture. We have to be able to strip away the judgment, both of the situation and of ourselves. 
We have to be able to compartmentalize the emotions enough to look at things objectively. We have to be able to smash the whole project into fear or into into pieces so that the fear doesn't overtake us. Now it's about managing small pieces at one time and focusing on what was what is directly within our control and what we can do right now. You have what it takes to take on these big daunting tasks. Don't let overwhelm crush you. Don't let procrastination and fear become the co-pilots on your aircraft. Be the captain of the ship. Be the person that's in control. Stay strong, stay focused, and stay in control of what you can. And that's yourself, your beliefs, your mindset, and your actions. The rest, the rest will follow. The rest will fall in line when you step up and act as the leader. My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show each and every single Wednesday. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and download a complimentary copy of Flight Plan to Success. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.